0: Hello and welcome to the Scripts and Scribes podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Fukunaga. For more great interviews and resources on the craft and business of writing, be sure to check out our companion website, ScriptsAndScribes.com. But first, we're joined by a Canadian-based writer-producer team whose credits include the sci-fi movie Lake Placid Legacy, series such as Continuum and Netflix's reboot The Guardian Code. They're currently finishing up the fourth season of Van Helsing and join us from Vancouver. Welcome Matt Venables and Jeremy Smith. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, We always start off when we're talking to writers who have never been on the podcast before about your background. So I'd love to find out how you got your start in television and what inspired you to want to work in the entertainment industry. Uh, Maybe I'll start with Matt and then, you know, Jeremy can opine as well. So Matt, tell me, how did you get your start in in TV and what inspired you, or actually in film and TV, uh, and what inspired you to want to work in the industry?
1: I uh, just a, a general love for movies and, and TV and stuff like that. It was made me want to go to film school and then, yeah, in film school I met Jeremy and that's where we kind of connected. Um, as far as getting into TV and stuff, I would say it was six feet under watching six feet under really was that moment where I thought I want to make TV. And I remember finishing the series and, and getting and shutting it off and then calling Jeremy immediately and saying,
2: dude, we need to write television. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen him in like five days because he binge watched DVDs of it. So right. I, uh, I was like, yeah, I figured out quickly what he was doing. He was watching
0: <laughs> Yeah, the after
2: season of this amazing. Movie. That was a game changer for
0: me at least. Okay. Now, Jeremy, same question. Um, was it the yeah. same six feet under the same call or was it something different for you? How did you get your start and what inspired you to want to work in the industry? Well, I was
2: always, um, I was always, uh, taken to, uh, telling stories, even, even as a young child, my mom still has these ridiculous, um, uh, notebooks from, from elementary school of, uh, stories about ninjas and dinosaurs and things like that, that I wrote when I was young. So I always loved, um, telling stories, but I never really thought of it as any sort of career path, um, until I was, uh, you know, in college and I was, Sort of spinning my wheels, not knowing what I wanted to do, and felt like I was wasting time and money because I didn't know what I wanted to be. And then um, it was uh, it was finally I saw an, uh, like it's it's really a cliche sort of moment where I saw an, uh, an advertisement for a film school in my town of Victoria, B.C. Uh, on Vancouver Island, very small film school, boutique little. Little school, and uh, so I was like, "Hey, that's worth a shot. I'm going to try that. You don't need uh, any kind of credits or anything. You just need a check. So let's 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 give it a go." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know, I might as well try and live out this dream while I'm young. I can always course correct later. And uh, i you know, I met Matt, and we had the same sensibilities and um, the same love of stuff, and. I initially wanted to do like music videos and commercials. Like, mm. I, I had a, I had sort of this love as a child for commercials when I was growing up. Just like somebody could grab your attention and do something iconic that everybody remembered in 30 seconds. I just thought that was really cool. And right. then, uh, it, you know, eventually my, my, uh, taste and sensibilities matured and i uh, wanted to tell more longer format stories and not sell soap so uh uh we uh yeah we you know put our heads together and we just started creating like almost right off the bat yeah like in the first week or two of, the, of this film school and just started writing together and we literally passed the laptop back and forth and uh we at that moment i knew like this is what we got to do this is what we we should try to do so we um we learned that the, uh, the industry was in Vancouver. So as soon as we graduated, we, we moved out here and, you know, got our start. Um, which is a long story.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, did you guys know each other before you went no, to film no. school?
1: No, no,
2: no, not at all. I'm from Ontario, originally. Matt's from Alberta. We both ended up out West. Um, on different paths and uh and they just kind of converged at this film school, yeah,
0: okay, um now Jeremy, you mentioned a little bit about film school matt was what was your film school experience like? Did you have a similar experience as Jeremy? I know you guys met there and and sort of formed that partnership, but what was your film school experience like matt
1: uh it was it was an interesting film school uh, it was a small little school like Jeremy said um, early on, we learned that. Our teachers weren't necessarily there to teach us. We uh, overheard a conversation of them saying, "How much should we teach these guys? Because they'll be our competitors one day." Wow! So that kind of lit a fire under our asses, and and we, you know, realized that we had access to free cameras, free editing machines, and so we kind of just did our own thing and taught ourselves along the on the way. And uh, you know, I think it we're better for it, hearing that conversation.
2: Yeah, yeah, they were the like uh, the epitome of those that can't teach. So, uh, and we learned that pretty quickly. So we did most of our learning, learning on the weekends and over, overnight, like we'd spend all night filming ridiculous things, just like trial and error, learning how stuff worked and how to, you know, not cross the axis and doing these silly little shorts as uh, at, at night and we'd come back to school highly underslept and (laughs) and not 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 care because we didn't we didn't believe a word that came out of anyone's mouth after that yeah that conversation so yeah we were kind of uh i don't know the we went we went uh in spite of the teachers we went just because they had free gear
0: yeah now what film school is this just if there's we can send out a warning (laughs) it's not around
2: anymore shocker shockingly (laughs) It was called uh, the Victoria Motion Picture School, or VMPS, for short. So I don't mind throwing it under the bus because it doesn't exist anymore. Gotcha.
0: Now, does having a a production background, meaning you made your own films so you understand the entire process of filmmaking, um, the entire production process, has that affected your writing at all does that make you a better writer because you mm-hmm. know i.e. I. how the sausage is made so to speak or does it you know did you have to like well, take that out of the equation
2: no I, absolutely i wouldn't i wouldn't credit film school for that um i uh, yeah i think more um our our assisting background coming up um assisting producers and directors and things like that on everything from small mow's to huge you know major motion pictures we you you That was the whole purpose of doing that, that road, not just to get a shoe in the door as much as it was to, when you're the producer's assistant, the assistant to the boss, you're this conduit of information and communication from every department back and forth. So you learn at least little bits of how the sausage is made of every department. So that I would credit more for us which I get, absolutely believe makes us better writers and more understanding of possibilities and, and uh, when to pull back and what, what you can get away with and, 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 uh, and things like that. Like we, it definitely made us more uh, attuned to. um. Yeah. Like what is it? Like what you can get away with on the page hidden when when budget and time and all those things are are factors are major always major factors in in the production of the show having that producer assistant background makes us far better for that
0: right because uh, i know like matt you worked as an assistant on things like uh, firewall with harrison ford and uh, the cw series life unexpected and other things Uh, and jeremy Also, like on films like The Day the Earth Stood Still uh, with Keanu Reeves and Night at the Museum and like USA Psych. Um, But I wanted to say or touch base on in addition to kind of realizing what the production process is and sort of taking that into consideration with your writing... Has it also, because writers on television are also oftentimes experienced veteran writers are often also producers. So your job entails not just sitting in front of a keyboard uh, and in the writer's room generating ideas and writing scripts, but actually on set sort of being the, you know, a producer on the show, does the the sort of communication you had, you know, and understanding of the process and speaking to different departments, because there is a protocol for that. You know, uh, you know, if, if something needs to be changed in wardrobe, you don't just tell the onset, you know, costumer to change this, you might have to go to, you know, the, the costume designer or something like that. Uh, did that also help? And in what other areas did being an assistant help when it comes to actually working, not necessarily just writing, but working on television?
1: I think it helped a lot with time management because that's a huge key when you're working on set, like when you're producing on set. Right. Because a show like Dan Helsing, for example, we basically did six-day shoots and we did 12-hour days wow. without overtime. Wow. So we knew yeah. we had to get seven, eight, sometimes 10 pages in a 12-hour day. So our job on set is to manage time in all the departments to make sure everything runs smoothly, to make sure we're going to get our day. Yeah. So you're working with good producers and bad producers. You learn all that kind of stuff to help you uh you know when it's your turn to be <laughs>
3: yeah
1: in the trenches and and you're the one you know making the calls of whether or not we can get a scene or move a
2: scene to another day or yeah. you know the the onset writing producer is uh, such a in television is such an interesting job because you're not just making creative decisions as to um they yeah they should they should use that gun or say they should wear that jacket or or that piece of uh, set deck should be removed because it's distracting. Like there's all kinds of, um, uh, avenues that we have to sort of traverse with explaining motivations to certain, to actors because, you know, directors are great in, but in television, they're only there for that one episode. So they don't know. They're not, it's not like a feature where they're immersed in the entire story. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, some like Matt said, with time management, if we're running against the clock, you have to come up with a creative solution to um, truncating a sequence or uh, or a scene without hindering the story or um, compromising too much creatively. It's a it's a it's it's a sometimes stressful puzzle, but it's it's honestly, in a weird masochistic kind of way, it's the most fun part. Yeah, trying absolutely. to figure out those puzzles.
0: Right. Well, that that's actually where I was going to go next when you mentioned how stressful it is. Uh, I was going to mention or ask how you if you preferred being a writer, producer in television, where obviously you have your hand in a lot more and you're part of you're much more part of that entirety of the creative process rather than just the script, whereas in, in features, because um, I know you guys are feature writers as well. Uh, Oftentimes, and again, there are exceptions, there are writer-producers in in feature films as well, but for the most part, most writers uh, are not, and they write the script, and sometimes they're on set, sometimes they're writing as you go, doing rewrites, and sometimes they're not, they're just completely separate. But generally speaking, the producerial duties do not uh, uh, fall to the screenwriter, generally speaking. So I was going to definitely talk to you about the differences in which you actually preferred, but you obviously already mentioned that, so... Um, yeah. yeah well yeah no
2: <laughs> definitely prefer
0: TV. television hands yeah.
2: down like uh features are always going to be you know something that we want to um explore further but our 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 main goal and our, and our and our real love is is definitely television it's such an interesting um new media mm-hmm. now with the whole streaming aspect of it and it's like the wild west again it's uh it's almost like there's no rules again and it's trying to figure out what it's going to be and
0: uh we love that right how do you guys work together and what i mean by that is it's sort of a division of labor because every partnership is different but is yours more of a division of labor where you each take different parts of the script that you're going to work on um and write separately and then bring it all together or do you work together on everything scene by scene
2: it depends on the, what, what, what we're talking about. Like um, uh, Van Helsing, for instance, like when we're hired onto a show and we're doing um, stories that uh, for a series that is, isn't ours, um, we do exactly that. We divide it up. Like, um, for instance, like Van Helsing, to give you an example, is a six act structure. So I'll take the first three acts Matt will take the last three acts. And then when we're both done, we marry them together and then we'll do a pass together to sort of smooth it all out. But the, the guide map to the script is usually so detailed that, um, it's, it's so easy to do that way. Like you can jump in, Matt can jump in at the midway point of the story and finish it off. Right. And, uh, and it's not, not like a dog's breakfast at the end you know like the it, the marriage is pretty and we know each other's voices we're very similar so the uh the marriage uh, is very easy to do and uh it helps um you know finish a script in half the time most of the time, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> not not always <laughs> you think you think you think two people doing one script would uh would always be so much faster but you know yeah, there's still roadblocks that you can hit and uh and stumbling blocks that, you know, eat up time. But, yeah, that's how we do that. But when we're doing original stuff, if Matt has a great idea, he'll run with it. And if I have one, I'll run with it, and then we'll just, like, hand it off and just read each other's stuff and give notes, Um, not necessarily do a pass um, unless one of us is stuck on something and the other one has a solution, then then they'll they'll pick it up. But, yeah, there's no real – rules to how we do anything other than when we do hired gun work. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say, it always depends on the project.
0: Right. I was going to ask you how you guys get your voices to match on the page, but then Jeremy had mentioned that you're, you have a similar voice anyway. Um, so what I'll ask instead is how do you guys settle disputes or disagreements or, you know, differences of opinion, let's say, uh, or do you, does that happen very infrequently? We armrested. Oh, nice. And I always win.
3: <laughs> no,
1: it's it's always best idea wins for us. So we'll debate about it, and you know it, the the key to working in a partnership is is no ego because it's always we're always searching for the best idea. So I'm still struggling with that
2: part of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's um, it's uh, you, you basically if if one of us feels strongly against something, they better have a and good compelling argument to, yeah. to, you know, it can't just be, I don't like it. It, You know, you should have a uh, a thorough and, you know, um, grounded reason why and a fix, you know, like, or, uh, or an alternative. Right. Um, and if you don't, then, you know, and you just don't like it, then we're both, you know, tough luck, you know, like, this is what we have, so this is what we're moving forward with. And neither of us are, you know, that stubborn that we will like it ever becomes a a big deal. Like, I don't think I think we might have had like I could count the amount of maybe arguments we've had in on one hand in in 19 years. So wow! It's uh, it 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 has to work that way. I I think otherwise. Well, I don't. I I I honestly believe we would not be anywhere near as far along in our career (laughs) as we are if we argued every piece of my news, <laughs> right. but we've seen it we I've seen it oh yeah, yeah absolutely like we we've we've both seen that and it's kind of like i think the you know highly observant eye that we have of uh, just our surroundings it, it and um, we we learn from every interaction from all the people we work with and when you see when you see that kind of um log jam of of people digging their heels and it just makes you aware. Like we sh- we 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 can never do that. Yeah, it's right. just so counterintuitive to the process. So
1: it counters creativity, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um, what are the best parts about working with a writing partner, and what are the challenges? Uh,
2: the best part that is definitely just always having somebody that's got your back on something, because you know, writing. Writing can be um, pretty lonely, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of some people love it that way. I, I, I'm the opposite. I love that's what I love about TV: the writing room, the team bouncing ideas off of each other. Because there's nothing like that momentum of like when like Matt and I get an idea and we're bouncing it back and forth, and and it you can really feel like this is going somewhere. And if you don't have somebody to do that with, um, I feel like you're missing out on on uh, the enjoyment, a lot of the enjoyment of the process. So that's my take on what I love about it.
1: We're we're a mini writers room, which is great because you're always have someone to bounce ideas off of. Like Jeremy said,
2: and some people don't like that. Like some people love the solitary, you know, lifestyle of of, of doing it, and they kind of despise the writers. We've seen writers come into the writing room that have never been in a writing before, and just like they're always like, I don't know how you guys do this, like. <laughs> Cause they just can't, I guess they've never had somebody say like, I don't like that idea or like you have to have a thick skin in the writing room. Like you have to be fully aware that your idea could get shot down and it's never, well, I wouldn't say never, but it's nine times out of 10, it's not personal. It's just, you know, it's part of the process and you, and it makes you a better writer for it in my opinion. And so the fact that we have this ego free, um, very similar sensibilities that, when, when we hit a good idea and that momentum starts up, we 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 know we have something, and it's just it's just really exciting.
0: Right now, how are you guys treated in the writers' room as a partnership or as a team? In the room,
1: we're just our individual selves, like any other writer
0: in the room.
2: Yeah, it's just
1: we're we're a team when it comes to writing the script.
2: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but otherwise, we're just like anybody else. In the room. Yeah. Yeah yeah they don't look at us like one person or anything like that it's just we're um yeah we're just two two guys in two chairs with you know two different voices and we and uh i'm kind of glad it's that way it'd be be weird if they just you know (laughs) we had to
3: confer with each
1: other yeah (laughs) 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 you
0: huddle up and you huddle in the corner of the writer's room to confer we we say no to that idea we
1: we're actually a great deal for any show because there's two of us. It's a two for one deal, so
3: yeah.
0: Right. Now, you guys uh I think it was Jeremy, I think, that mentioned that you guys have been uh writing partners for close to twenty years. How has your yep. partnership changed over that period of time or grown? Matt had a kid. Yeah. Hey, happens. congratulations. Thank you. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we we, that, we got hairier. Yeah. We <laughs> got yeah. yeah we got
2: losing some hair but other than that no uh we've just we've just gotten better yeah like i can't nothing's changed in between in the relationship really um i mean we're more mature for sure way more mature than we (laughs) first met and yeah uh sure i don't uh yeah nothing nothing really uh creatively has changed other than our our craft has gotten better our sensibilities of uh, we were far more scattered when we first started, like
3: mm-hmm.
2: we were any, and like we, we didn't have the filter that we have now for bad ideas. Like we would just, any idea when you're starting out seems like a great idea and you just run with it. So like, yeah, now we, now we know how to work out through an idea and know if it's worth putting our time into, I guess that's, that's the, only, the biggest thing that's changed. We were far more focused. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, speaking about good ideas versus bad ideas, for those writers out there wondering, is my idea a good idea or a bad idea? What sort of benchmarks or what sort of uh, litmus test do you use to determine whether or not your idea is a good one or a bad one for, you know, your series or feature or whatever?
2: Well, th- th- just to start off, I, in my in our opinion, like a, a, a bad idea is purely subjective. A good idea, purely subjective. So like, It just comes down to our taste, really, and and how we would approach it and how we would want to present it and how, like, because we're talking about TV because that's our primary focus, Mm -hmm. um, how it would have a life, like, beyond, you know, the first episode. Because everybody can always think of this great idea for a TV show and then they write a pilot or they have an idea for the pilot. But there's they, there, there, there's really nothing beyond it, you know. Like um, so, we weigh all these things out, um, and uh, and see if like yeah, this this thing could go beyond. This is more than just a gimmick, you know. Like uh, or or um, yeah, it just it it's all about weighing out how this story could be told, and do we even want to tell it? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that takes us a week. Sometimes it takes us ten minutes.
0: Right. So, How many scripts had each of you written before you got your first paid gig?
2: Damn. Oh, I don't know. A lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, some that I would never want to read again for sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. I don't know. Actually, that's a good that's question. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know about it. I'd say maybe a dozen. To yeah, a dozen. Yeah, maybe a dozen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both features and, and you know, pilots. We did a, a couple of spec scripts that you taught us that we hate Second. spec scripts. <laughs>
0: that you hate what? Um, and I'll, ne-
2: I'll never, a spec script. Oh, like yeah, writing, yeah. Your writing, version of it? My version, yeah. Our version yeah. of, like, we did a, an Always Sunny in Philadelphia spec script, like, a long time ago. And, uh, which honestly wasn't bad. It was totally it was good, yeah. It was totally a show, but you when you're handing out that as, like, your half-hour comedy spec, Mm-hmm. you should shouldn't pick at the time anyway it's such a niche show because right. you could totally tell people who'd never even heard of it before, the show uh would meet with us and just be like we don't get it <laughs> <laughs> and and if and which is fair enough if you'd never even heard of that show and so that we with taught us quickly like okay let's just do original work like yeah uh, spec scripts are fine for certain things, but I I don't, I don't really believe in them personally. I think that you should, uh, if you're a good enough writer, you can, you can adapt to the show. You shouldn't, you know, I think it's all about your own creativity. So yeah, that, that was, uh, that was a learning process for us in there in early stages. We we
1: actually had an agent send us a, a link to a book on how to write comedy after we sent her that script. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I that, that
2: was comedy. That was <laughs> comedy. That was good comedy. Yeah. She thought it was an original piece.
0: That's oh, funny. okay. <laughs> well, speaking of comedy and, and, and genres, uh, you obviously have made that sort of, I don't want to just say switch, like it's a one-time-only thing and permanent or whatever, but you guys have written in a wide range of genres. Uh, most notably sci-fi, but also like horror, romantic comedy, animation. But the general belief, the consensus is that writers should stick to a single genre, at least for a substantial portion of their career to get incredibly established in that before even remotely attempting uh, any any other genre. And oftentimes writers don't. They just stick in that single genre. While most writers would love to be not pigeonholed in that single genre, but you know, it can be extra difficult to develop a good reputation in, in more than one genre as a writer. But, you know, talking about comedy, you switch from comedy to you guys write mostly an hour long and you've written for animation, sci-fi, horror. How have you been able to make that work? We
2: just decided to do it. Yeah. We were all, we we were actually encouraged to stick with it. And I do agree with it in the beginning. I do agree with that. Like you should kind of stay in your lane, find your voice, Establish yourself, um, and then you know branch out. I mean, look at Craig Mazin, for instance. You know, goes from doing the Hanover and stuff, and then Chernobyl out of the blue. Like, um, it, 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 um, so we just we we begrudgingly listened to that in the beginning. We we didn't get it. We we just wanted to write stuff that we like. That's, and what we wanted to see on TV, which is, runs the gamut of, of, of you know, genres. Um, and but uh, you know, I, I, our first, you know, paying gig and our first love. And one of the things we always kind of will do is sci-fi and horror. We love it, but we're not gonna let it pigeonhole us. And if we want to tell a, a grounded human story or a or an outright, you know musical comedy we're gonna do it and um, whether somebody buys it or not is you know <laughs> beside the point but yeah I, think, I, I i do agree with that you know sentiment if you're starting out to you know stick with one thing and do it really well and get known for it and then and then start to branch out because uh, otherwise i feel like you're going to be too too scattered focus is always, always like i said it took us a long time to learn but like focus is uh is, is, is a is a huge key to getting started. I think the key too is, is being passionate about what,
1: what you write. Because if you're not passionate about the project, it's gonna show on the page. Yeah, yeah. So we've been lucky enough to, to write on things that we really like and would watch ourselves on T V so, so we've been really lucky in that regard to that we're we're passionate about everything we
2: make because we've been lucky in that sense. Yeah we definitely have gotten lucky. We haven't had to write something um for the check, you know, like we haven't had to do that yet. We haven't had to, everything like Matt said, we, we've gotten to the, the, you know, benefit to work on has been stuff that we do enjoy. So, um, but I feel like, uh, I feel like once in the, like I feel like in the future we're going to, um, you know, just start branching out even further um, cause there's some, there's a, you know, a plethora of, of ideas that are not, you know, sci-fi horror based that, uh, that we're working on at currently actually. So. Uh,
0: and I know there's a lot of production going on in, in, in Vancouver and in Toronto as well. Um, how mm-hmm. have you been able to make that make a successful TV writing, producing careers for yourself in Canada? Luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it, it, um, yeah, that's it. I think, uh, I think I'm on the head. It, it is, it is luck. The reason why we got to stay here. Cause like, um, but, uh, you just have to be, you just have like, I don't know. I feel like in this digital age now, mm-hmm. like you don't need to necessarily uproot your life and move thousands of miles away to, to live it out when, when there's Skype and email and all these things that are just, you know, we we routinely have pitches through Skype with people in LA and um, and we come down to LA all we're, the time. Yeah, we are in LA probably four four or five times a year. Yeah, we our managers are in Los Angeles, for instance. Um, uh, but it hasn't hindered us basically because mainly because we live in a city that has a lot of production. Right. So, um, and those productions, when they set up shop, they want to take advantage of the regional tax credits and things like that. So they, you know, they, if they can hire talented people that live here and reap a monetary benefit out of it, any producer is going to take that. So it, it has worked out for us, um, basically purely by location. Like I, um, if, if we lived in Calgary or Saskatoon or something like that, we would definitely have to move either to Vancouver or LA. Like they, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't, you know, um, have, uh, have a, a, a staff writing career on a TV series and, in in, in, in in any of those cities really, but for creating your own stuff, if you're starting out, um, you know you, I don't think you need to move to LA or New York or anything like that because the power of email is the power of thing you can take trips and meet people and and uh, stuff like that but uh, yeah I, I think it's just that it's just it's just the times like we we uh, we reap the benefit of the digital age and uh, internet age in a city with a lot of production
0: and when you first got started as assistants, you worked on a lot of uh, Vancouver-based or Canadian-based productions, I'm assuming? Yeah.
1: Yeah, both Canadian and American.
0: Okay. Um, no, but Most Canadian, definitely. meaning like, they, they shot the in, in Canada. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, always shot in Canada, yeah. So if a, a show was going to be, you know, the writer's room was going to be in a different city, whether it's Los Angeles, New York, or wherever, even Toronto, would you... Uproot and move, or would you just continue to look work for work in Vancouver? Oh, we'd we'd go where the work is. Oh, okay. It depends
2: on the show. Yeah. It depends. Right. It depends on what the project was. So, like, if it was a project we really wanted to work on, absolutely. Um, but I don't know if we would do it just just for the job, unless we were like, you know, desperate or something like that. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, because there's always going to be something. Sure, in Vancouver. Vancouver is um, it's only getting busier. Right. Work-wise here. So, um, I mean, writing rooms are still few and far between, but there's it's far more common than it was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And uh, but yeah, I mean, we'd go anywhere if the project excited us for sure.
0: So you're on the lookout for that next great uh, series in Saskatoon?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it, a
0: great series. It it yeah. a great, well,
2: well, well we're, we're developing one right now that might take us to Winnipeg. So there oh, you go. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we're we're constantly developing our own stuff and trying to not only tell international stories but Canadian news as well. And so we we are if it's our own, especially with our own show, you're gonna we'll make it anyway.
0: Sure. <laughs> you had mentioned. You take a number of trips to Los Angeles uh, for meetings and things like that throughout the year. When you first got started writing, before you had uh, become a professional writer, did you do the same thing? Were you in visiting Los Angeles from time to time for meetings and things, or was it all sort of Skype-based?
1: No, we visited visited, uh, L.A. for sure. Um, we made a lot of connections working as assistants.
0: So right. we'd go
1: down to LA and you know meet new people, show them our work, and you know get feedback and direction on what we should do next for our careers.
2: Yeah, and we probably uh, like like to reiterate that that uh, producing assistant career that we had was um, was invaluable. Like we early in our career when we were nobody, we were getting meetings with people we had no business getting meetings with because we got vouched for by a certain person, you know? So, um, if you're for, if you're a, if you're a young writer and you're trying to get in the business, um, and you need, you know, if you've got live in a city with a lot of production, take that avenue. It's, uh, it's, uh, you will you'll learn a ton and you'll make a lot of contacts and it's, uh, it, uh, it actually, um, is how we got into our first writing room exactly how like somebody knew that we wanted to be writers and the new writing room was opening up and they said, Hey, these guys would be good assistants. Oh, wow. So that like, that's proof in the pudding. Like we, if it wasn't for our producing assistant background, we, who knows, like it's hard enough to get somebody to read your script. So like talent is one thing
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and accidents are just as important. Yeah.
0: Now, when you were getting started out in the business, when you were getting started, when you were getting started in the business, um, what obstacles, if any, did you guys face? Uh, being Canadian-based writers, in terms of specifically finding representation, you know, getting an ah. agent uh, and getting read, production companies mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, networks and things like that. Wow, well,
2: uh, that's a good. That's a, that. This is a, this is one of the, the 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 stories that makes us laugh every time because. We were actually, we'd never really searched for an agent until we were already working writers on season one of Continuum. Oh, wow. Yeah. And First, uh, you know, we, we did
1: have an option deal on the table prior to that. Oh.
2: We, and so we went and yeah.
1: met with an agent. We drove 12 hours to meet with an agent
2: um, wow. in, in, at the International Media Festival, which is this big. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's like, uh, it's this big international media festival in, in Banff, Alberta this beautiful, like Canada's veil basically. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, so we drove across the province. Wow.
1: Yeah. To go, to go and meet with an agent to hopefully sign us. And, and cause we had an
2: auction deal on the table. We just wanted somebody to negotiate it. for sure. us. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, the agent gave us some really bad advice <laughs> and ended up, doing a terrible job negotiating the option so that we lost the deal in the end. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah. it was a good learning experience and a, a beautiful drive.
2: And then, and then she, she had uh, recommended that we sign up for a uh, like um,
1: a writing program, you know, some
2: writing program that, that is popular here. And we were both kind of just like, you just blew a, a sure thing. Yeah. And then she didn't want to sign us because yeah. she didn't, get that we were a, a team. Yeah, we had
1: a lot of problems with that in and Canada. so
2: when we started looking for agents, none of them wanted to sign us, not because we weren't they didn't think we were good, it's because they didn't get it. They were like, wait a minute, so there's two of you? And <laughs> I don't know how to mark you. Or just and we were both just completely confused by that. I was like, What do you mean? It's like one person, but there's
3: two of us. Right.
2: Um Yeah, there's not a lot of writing teams in Canada. Or at least there there wasn't when we started get yeah, for an
1: agent and stuff like that. So
2: so we, so now we're working writers on Continuum season, the first season of it. We still don't have representation, but we didn't really care because um, we're we're working, so right. it's fun. And uh, then one of our uh, our colleagues, uh, the, the, one of the head writers on the show, um, Shelley Erickson, shout out to Shelley, she 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 deserves all this credit. Uh, introduced us to her agent, and uh, he was he loved us. He thought it was unique, a writing team. He loved our work. The fact we were working was also great. And uh, it was like, and we're still with him to this day. He's awesome. Um, we love our agent. And, uh, and that's so, that's how it all happened. We got a, we got a ton of no's because people didn't get it and a blown option deal. And so, you know, I can't speak to all the agents in Canada, but ours, the yeah, ours actually had a, Good perspective, and didn't miss out, and yeah, you know, ever since then we've been making the money. So
0: <laughs> now, do
2: you got... on the ones that said no.
0: <laughs> now, do you guys have Canadian-based agents and U.S.-based agents, or just one or the other? We have uh, management in L.A.
1: Okay, and then we have our agent in Canada.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha.
1: Yeah. And... So when we we come to L.A., our managers definitely put us to work. Right.
0: Now, do they focus on different things? In other words, does your Canadian does your Canadian representation focus on finding you sort of Canadian based work, and your U.S. based managers' representation focus on finding you U.S. based work? Is that how that works, or do they both just talk to each other and just get you out as wherever they can?
2: They they are yeah they all talk to each other we're, we're all like a, a team so yeah. they all talk to each other and uh, and the management is um is around to help sort of like market you and steer your career and, and shape your career um uh into the best sort of uh direction that they see in there and they're very good at it um and uh they, our agent is the guy who will uh, negotiate the deal just you know credit term fee that we want and uh that's kind of how that works out. But their they're constant communication, particularly with some of the development things that we have going, it's, um, it's, uh, it's this beautiful symbiotic relationship.
0: Now, as, as Canadian based writers, members of the writers' WGC uh, and not the WGA, and also having a Canadian based agent. Um, what is your take on the sort of WGA-ATA writer's dispute? Because obviously it doesn't, I mean, it sort of affects the entire industry, but you're technically not involved in it because it's a writer's WGA dispute with the ATA. So what is your take on that?
2: Well, it's, I don't know, it's pretty shady. I, uh, I, I, like, it wasn't, the funny thing was when it broke, like, air quotes, broke, Right, it's not like it was a secret. I, I that's what kind of made me. Yeah, they've been doing it. Like, right. It was like when all these other writers are getting upset about it. All of a sudden, it was like, wait, you didn't know this was happening. Like, how did you not know this was happening? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is. It is. You know, pretty pretty shady. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a business. So like, of course they're gonna do that. Like, there's 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 a pretty hard line between the creative side of film and television and the business side it's film and television and one can't live without the other and and if people are going to allow the business end to you know overstep if you if that's your perspective or you know um, try and you know siphon as much money out of the process as possible that's 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 capitalism. That's business. I don't know. I I I think it was funny that it became it was all of a sudden such a big deal because it wasn't to me. It wasn't a secret. So, um, yeah. I do think it was shady. But I mean,
0: come on. Of course. <laughs> now I've got a couple about ten questions that are just you know random questions about your favorite movies and and other things like that. Um, that I want to run past you guys But I want to, uh, maybe I'll go through it And we can ask, you can, each can answer separately um, Sure So I'll start with Matt And then we'll, you know, relate to Jump to Jeremy and then back and forth So uh, Matt, what All is right. your what is your favorite movie? Oh
1: god, that's a tough one
0: Do I have to pick one? Yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh god, I um, Weekend the Bernie Yeah, that's such a good one It's like a speed
0: question One 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 and two it's a speed question? Yeah, just keep just wrap it what the first thing that oh. comes to your mind. What's your favorite movie?
1: Oh uh, I, I gotta go Citizen Kane then. excellent that was for
2: like favorite oh, movies is a so cliche.
0: I know,
1: I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jeremy, what's it's your favorite Matt movie? The
2: pro. Uh I'm gonna say Alien. Great. Oh.
0: Matt, what's cool. your favorite T V show?
2: I Six Feet Under.
0: Excellent. Jeremy?
2: Oh man, right now Chernobyl.
0: Um, Matt, what album, soundtrack, or genre of music do you listen to most while writing? Uh, lately, hip-hop. Okay. Jeremy?
2: Uh, I've actually been listening to literal soundtracks, and my, uh, my two favorites that I put on right now it's to write is Akira, the, uh-huh. the manga anime, yeah. and um, Star Wars.
0: Cool. Matt, how do you reward yourself or relax after finishing a new script?
1: I don't know that I'm allowed to say that uh a uh,
0: whiskey whiskey <laughs> <Nice. laughs> <laughs> uh Jeremy it's, it's legal it's legal here in
2: LA I'm going to say uh um uh
0: a joint okay um Matt your favorite restaurant or style of cuisine
2: oh italian
0: Jeremy indian okay uh Matt uh what's your favorite weekend getaway
1: uh five star hotel i would say would
0: cool. <laughs> anyone in particular
2: uh anyone with rooms Yeah,
0: anyone with room <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice
2: He's the worst one to travel with because he never wants to leave the goddamn hotel.
0: Nice. They uh bring shit to you. Yeah, it's like why do I have to go somewhere when they bring it to you? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Jeremy.
2: Uh the absolute opposite end of the spectrum from him, uh camping.
0: Okay. And
2: camping. Not not R V like straight up build your own fire
0: tent camping. Nice. Do you have a a favorite spot in particular?
2: Well, BC, there's an embarrassment of riches, so anywhere in the northwest is amazing.
0: Awesome, Matt. Who is your favorite writer, and what is the best thing they've ever written, in your opinion? Uh,
1: Charlie Kaufman, and it is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Great,
0: Uh, Jeremy. Holy cow! Um,
2: Yeah, I think I got to agree with Matt. That was uh, uh, that or adaptation. One of those two. Kaufman just always is so unique and and
0: He's brilliant, yeah, and,
2: uh, brilliant, yeah, love it.
0: What is the best thing you've ever written, Matt? God,
2: I don't know if it's been written yet. Well, oh, still
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, profound answer! Yes, uh,
0: Jim, still working on
2: uh, that. Uh, okay. I'm going to <laughs> say, I'm gonna have to say it's um, an upcoming one we we're, uh, yeah, it's an upcoming one we're in development with right now. We're really excited about it. It's called Four gone.
0: Oh, cool. I'd ask you what it was about, but I'm sure you can't talk about it. So we'll we'll move, move, move on unless you want to. <laughs> yeah, can't,
2: can't talk about uh, it, yeah.
0: Um, if you couldn't be a writer, Matt, what would be your dream job?
2: Man. Uh,
1: wow, these are tough questions. I would say doctor.
0: <laughs> why? <is laughs> what? You, what? I have
2: no idea. No, there's, <laughs> no that is why? such a lie. He panicked. There's no way. <laughs> no way. He, he, it, he, there's no, I could not even see him taking someone's temperature. but wealthy it I
0: <laughs> a Hilton, <laughs> just being a
2: Hilton. Yeah, mine would be Mary Rich.
0: That's mm-hmm. about it. Gotcha. Yeah, Those, that, that's interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> Matt, who or what is your inspiration?
1: I'd say now it's, yeah, Jeremy pointed at him. So, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> My,
1: I would say now my family, my, my wife and my
2: son. And Jeremy? My
0: inspiration.
2: Um, it's not a thing, it's more of a, a feeling. Like, just have as much fun as possible. Like, that's yeah. my goal.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. So yeah.
2: it's, just a, it's just to enjoy myself and not compromise in that.
0: I think enjoying life is, is underrated sometimes. So, no, absolutely. That totally is valid. I I can vouch for his enjoyment of life. (laughs) As long as he's camping. Um, What has been the most rewarding experience you've had since you started working in the industry, Matt?
1: I would say that first time being on set, watching somebody say something you wrote and it doesn't get old. Uh, It's still the greatest feeling in the world to sit there and
0: watch somebody do that. Right. Jeremy.
1: Uh,
2: I think it is just, the, the collaboration with the people we've been able to do it with. Um, like I going to name some names like, uh, like Jonathan Walker, Simon Barry, Larry Raskin, Shelley Erickson, Sarah um, Cooper, Sarah Cooper, like these people, Jeff King, these people are, are, we've been so blessed to be able to work with such great people that, and, and such creative people that it just made us better. And, uh, and, and really, really nailed it that we are doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, and, and, uh, it's, it, that is, uh, you know, the most rewarding thing to me is, mm-hmm. uh, people we've gotten to meet and work with. Right. Not yep. to mention the plethora of actors and stuff. Yeah.
0: The plethora of what?
2: Actors and performers. Gotcha. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Um, and, uh, Matt, what has been the most challenging experience you've had since working in the industry? Working with Jeremy Smith. <laughs> and I assume when <laughs> I ask Thinking Jeremy, he's going <laughs> to say the opposite answer. Jeremy, what's been the most challenging?
2: I'm going to say the, what's the right way to say this? The infrequency of employment. Mm. That's a good one. Fre- freelancing is um, being, being, you know, everything comes to an end. Sure. Every show, every season, every project, there's always an end, and then, you know, you just, it, that uh, that that part of it isn't always great. The the what's next feeling
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, can be equally exciting as it is terrifying. Right. Um, luckily, there's a, there's for us so far. There's always been something around the corner, but you know, it's that luck will run out eventually. So you just got to keep grinding. The, the constant grind and hustle is. Is, is can, can get tough. It's important. It's one of the most important parts, but it's definitely uh, it, it definitely is uh, the hardest part of the game.
0: Right. And I actually had a question in terms of Canadian productions, or at least you know, productions shooting in Canada. I should say, um, like for example, Van Helsing. What percentage of writers in the writers' room would you say are Canadian?
2: One hundred percent. Oh, wow. Season?
0: Yeah, yeah, Neil Neil was in and out this season
1: um because he was doing his other show. Sure. But uh other outside of Neil it was 100% Canadian.
0: What are a few of the things that you know now that you wish you could tell younger Matt and younger Jeremy as they were just getting started on their screenwriting producing journey to sort of help them out? Bogus.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to I don't know, it's that weird we this is the weird nerdy time travel. <laughs>
0: thing
2: with us. We've we've worked here. I, sack, it yeah, I'd be I'd be you know I'd be uh, I'd be a little afraid to 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 say anything too specific because it might like you know everything kind of seemed to happen. Sure, it took a while, but it seems to have happened. Kind of, we're in a perfect place right now, so I wouldn't want to a a that. But I guess I would just say, stop trying to be music video directors and. <laughs> <to you> <laughs> <laughs> those, about those, it. those were good times they were good times but they were you know they were we can never get back
0: that is one of the best answers I have ever had on the podcast um, oh, wow. when I asked you uh, a question about you know what would you what advice would you give your younger self it's always just whatever advice you know they may have yours is like the time paradox <laughs> the time travel paradox well yeah. if I gave myself advice would it change the <laughs> entire you know future my future and you know, that's kind of funny and lastly, do you have any advice for those aspiring, emerging writers, producers, screenwriters out there that you'd love to share to help them on their journey? See, we're not traveling back in time now. We can actually give them advice. In right, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd say just be passionate about your writing and just
2: write. Like, always be writing. That would be my advice. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I concur. But I would also add to that don't, do, and more, more specified, don't write things because you think they're popular, write things that you want to say, write things that you want to see on the screen. Don't don't try to meet some sort of expectation of like this this thing is hot right now. Don't try and fake it.
0: Right. Um don't
2: write what's popular, write what you
0: want to see. No, that's always good advice. Thanks for coming on the show, guy. Guys, I really appreciate your time. I know you guys are working on downhosing right now, so appreciate your Actually, time. we're all done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you finished? We'll just one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Congratulations. It's all in, in, in the post-production hands now.
0: You can follow Matt on Twitter. It's at Fabled Damned. That's F-A-B-L-E-D-D-A-M-N-E-D. And Jeremy at Captain Punch. Just like it says, Captain Punch. Um, where do these Twitter handles come from? Uh,
1: go ahead, Matt. Uh, Fabled Damned was just a... a, a a term that uh Ginsburg used to uh talk about the degradation of American society I just really liked huh. and it stuck with me.
3: <laughs>
2: Mine is far less uh academic and <laughs> it, I was I was a be, before uh you know, I had a concussion, I was played on a hockey team for many years that I ran called the Jonestown Punch and hmm. I was the captain, so anything with Smith in the handle was always preceded <laughs> yeah. with like six numbers. Right. So I came up with that years ago, Captain Punch.
0: Right. So you'd prefer that over Jeremy Smith, one, six, nine, two, seven, a J P Q R S T V. Exactly. Gotcha. exactly. Yeah. gotcha. Great. So, no. So I thank you guys for coming. I will have to have you guys back on again. Um, it's awesome that you've been, you know, you guys are Canadian, but we don't often have, uh, Canadian based, uh, writers, but we always get questions from writers who, you know, are not in LA that are, you know, across the country in the U S and in Canada and England and whatever. And it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to, to give them cases of where, where, you know, it's, it's worked out really well, you know, where, you know, you guys have, have, have done it. I'm sure there are lots of cases, but it's, we haven't had very many on to talk to, um, the listeners. So it's great. We appreciate your experience. So they're
2: the, they're the... This of us up here so uh yeah i'm sure the all of them would love to to have a chat with you if you if you reach out in the future there's there's a there's plenty of talented people up here
0: yeah no that's great um so thank you matt thank you jeremy um if you listeners have questions about the craft of business or writing of writing you can send us an email to ask at scripts dot com or send us a tweet to at script scribes um it's just at script scribes there's no and in the middle there And thank you all for listening, and have a good one.